0: I could not see the light at the end of the tunnel when I was in some of my darkest moments, forcing me to shed the version of myself that could not go where I was going. No matter how successful I was, I was numb. The version of myself that I have found, I would not have found her without the ugly invitation into the most intimate, deepest relationship with myself. And this concept means so many things to me beyond financially wealthy rich in community, rich in connection, rich in network, rich in health, rich in family, rich in opportunity. Welcome to the transition. Welcome to the new podcast. Welcome to the new concept and welcome to my new life, rich in real life. What's up guys? Welcome back to rich in real life. I'm your host, Jessica Hurley, and I am here with yet another incredible guest, another one and another one and another one, because I am so blessed to be surrounded with incredible creators, business owners, entrepreneurs, go-getters, people that do not give up, people that practice resilience on the regular, that persevere, that do incredible things and don't take no for an answer. And this one is no short of any of those things. She is a powerhouse. She is a friend. She is an incredible mom, creator, business owner, and uh, she definitely don't take no shit, that's for sure. So (laughs) I'm so excited to introduce the founder of Prime Cash Offers, an incredible real estate investor, and a woman that I truly admire in the way that she stands and every bit of who she is. And so let's welcome to rich in real life, Ashley Molina. Thank you so much
1: for having me. And that was like a Great intro. I didn't even know how to receive that. I love that you said that because I wanted to be like, receive it. I know. Just receive it. I was like, wow, like that sounded so beautiful. I didn't know who you were talking about. And I was like, oh, she's talking about me. (laughs) This (laughs) is
0: indeed about you.
1: Yes, but it was was nice to hear. And I had to put my masculine down and just receive and listen to what was being said. So thank you for the
0: introduction. You're so welcome. I'm so glad you said that. That just jumps us head off the cliff, right (laughs) into every bit of who you are. And I said this about you being okay with who you are. And this is one of the things I love about you is I've spent a year and a half uh, deep diving into acknowledging and realizing that there are parts of me that are, where I can stand incredibly... In my feminine but it's it's very easy for me to get away from because uh surviving business can make you very masculine and i've always said that i feel like there's a, a time in our lives where we we become wildly successful and then we take a step back and we we assess or celebrate our how far we've come and we we take this assessment or this audit and have this moment where we go okay my feelings my emotions and anything that people would call these days feminine served me none. The sharing of my emotions, the soft side of me, the, um, the constantly explaining myself, the, it did not serve me. Those things did not get me here. And so we kind of like take a step back and go, okay, is this even useful for me anymore? And we become less and less and less and the performer in us and the achiever in us and the assertiveness and the independence and all the things. And so now I've spent a year kind of like unraveling that, and almost started to feel like it was wrong. It was bad. It was, uh, hurting me. And there were times where it was, but then there's meeting you and what I love about this. And you've, you, you are in the practice of unbecoming as well. But what I love about you is, um, you don't look down on this. You're very proud of this and you love this side of you and you know, it's what is so powerful about you and you wear it as a strength. And I appreciate that so much because it doesn't it makes me become proud again about being a strong, incredibly strong woman. And so I want to start with where the hell, (laughs) where the hell did you get this from? And do you ever put it down?
1: So I think that for me, I got it from one, my upbringing. Mm -hmm. So my mom, she was, a single mom with me and my brother at the time. And she had my brother when she was 14 years old. And then she had me at 16. Um, and we're from New York. 14 16. Yeah. Oh, my God. So at that point, I mean, at 16 years old, she's raising two kids, working two jobs, trying to make a living and trying to figure it out for us. And I think that growing up, one thing that, which I was speaking with a friend the other day about was emotional connection. She wasn't worried about that. Mm-mm. She was just training a survivor. She was like, listen, this is how you're going to go outside. And this is what you do. Hugs and kisses. You're not going to survive the world with hugs and kisses. You don't need emotion. Somebody else can give you that. And I feel like verbally she didn't say that, but her actions did that, that, showed that and did that. So as I became, you know, a teenager and a woman, I was like, okay, well, I'm out here trying to survive. And how do I do this in the best way that I know is just being unemotional and just being in my masculine all day. And I think that my mom unintentionally was in her masculine because she was forced to. And then in her mind, she's like, hey, like I'm going to train you to just be a good woman and you have to be independent and you can't depend on a man and you can't depend on anyone but you and you are your own toolbox Mm -hmm. and you use your tools to survive in this world. Right. And because of that, when I entered the world, I was like, okay, well, like now I have to survive. Like, how do I do this? And I just knew like, do everything your mom did times 10. Yeah. That's what worked. That's how she survived. That's how she survived with two kids in New York in the hood. And we were just like, all right, well, this is how we're going to do it. And I watched her every single day. There was never like, there's no food. There's a struggle because she was like, no, we're not going to struggle. Struggle is if only you have no option or solution, like you are going to come up with a solution. And you are definitely a problem solver. Yeah. (laughs) So now for me, it's like, it's tough because now you grow up in that way. And it's good because it's a tool that I have. And like you're unraveling trying to get back to your feminine. Yeah. I'm unraveling to find my feminine. Right. Right. Because I'm like, how do I get there when all I know is survival? All I know is masculine energy. All I know is go out to the world and solve problems. Yeah. With that comes the feminine energy, which is like flow and listening and just being. And I don't know how to naturally do that because what I naturally know how to do is just fix. Mm. And when you have people around you that sometimes, even being like a in in a group of women, they just want people to listen and they want, they're in their feminine and I'm just like, okay, like how do I do this? Like, how do I listen? Right? Because I'm like, oh shit, you have a problem. You got, you
0: got people <laughs> rolling, rolling their eyes at you right now as you yeah. speak about
1: listening. <laughs> I'm like, how do I just sit here and listen without coming up with a solution and giving you that solution yeah. and telling you, like, listen.
0: Oh, you have a problem? This is an easy
1: fix. I yeah, this it. is an easy yeah, fix. Yeah, yeah. Go. My brain is just trained to fix. Yeah. And the masculine energy, it doesn't mean that for so long, people confuse like feminine and masculine, like, oh, you're a man or you're woman. No, that has nothing to do with it. You mm-hmm. can meet a man with a lot of feminine, feminine energy, energy and absolutely. they're a man still. Yeah. They're more of a man than a man with a masculine energy. Correct, right, right, right. So it's just like, it doesn't define your sexuality or who you are as a person. It just no. defines how you solve life problems. Some person will sit there, meditate and sit in their flow while someone else has an entire whiteboard on like, this is how we're gonna get to the problem. And those are just two different ways of handling energies in the world
0: and like how everything just works. Yeah. I want to bring, I'm going to bring some formal insight into this because I just think we've talked about this on this podcast so much. um, But like, this was just the most simple breakdown I've heard. Um, And I just want to give this to everyone while Ashley's talking about this is like, I saw this post the other day and I wanted to share it with you guys of just normal feminine traits of Being, stillness, surrender, intuitive. (laughs) We know what the word surrender means because we've hung on to it near and dear. (laughs) Um, Surrender, intuitive, reflective, grounded. I know how much work I've had to do to get grounded at times. Like I've had to force myself into that. Creative, receptive, emotional. And that being in your feminine is the need to feel connected, valued, appreciated, and nurtured. Whereas when we're in the masculine, ladies, listen really carefully because we all know when we feel this way, Ashley lives in this space. (laughs) (laughs) Your masculine is doing action, responsibility, logical, focused, competitive, disciplined, assertive, and analytical. And it is the need to feel successful, purposeful, supported, and focused. And I just wanted to outline that because I thought that was such a clean cut outline of The femininity and the masculinity that we all possess, typically very unbalanced depending on who you are and the way in which you were raised. And so what we're talking about right now, and it's such a hot topic in society, is like men can't date masculine women and women that are (laughs) leaders and can take care of things. And it gets in the way and you're not submissive enough and all these things. But you're a partner and a mom. And you are a leader in a business. How do you balance this or when did you realize it was a problem, or is it a problem?
1: Yeah, so I think 100%, it is a problem. And the other day I saw an interview. It was a, I forgot her name, but she basically they asked her the same question, like how do you balance this? And it's like no one speaks the truth. Like you don't. You don't. There is no balance. If I'm being successful in my business, I'm definitely messing up somewhere else or not giving 150%. But that's okay. And it's like in the masculine energy, you feel like you have to be perfect in every single realm. So you drive yourself crazy to just get to like perfection.
0: And you push everyone
1: else, everyone else to the side. Yep. So it's like, it's okay to understand that there is no balance. If you can't, no human can run a business, be a mom or a dad, Mm -hmm. also be a partner maintain friends and do everything at a hundred and percent capacity. That's just not possible. I mean if you can do it, let me know like what you're doing. But I know Lead it, the way, please. Yeah. So I know it's since not all these possible. single men got advice. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, it's true. <laughs> it's true. So I feel like it's just not possible and you have to be real with yourself at some point that some days you're going to be giving one of those four options 100% and the other ones are not getting 100%. And then some days the one of those will get, like your son will get more attention on a Thursday because you plan that out. So the business is not getting all the attention. And that's just the balance that you're going to do. On Mondays, you're giving the business 150% and on Tuesdays you're not because you're just one person trying to balance everything out. But the balance is everything is
0: not having 100% every single day. And that's the reality of it. I love that you brought this up because I saw you are such a fixer and such a planner. And so you are such a planner. Um, And we'll get into that personality type in a minute. But um, I I was watching this podcast the other day and the guy spoke about, um, they asked him about being divorced and then how's that working? And he brought up the coolest concept and I can speak to this from the co-parenting aspect and then you adopted it in your relationship. And I love this. You're playing an ass. Um, (laughs) He talked about being divorced and how like no one actually talks about the fact that in co-parenting, he found the most sanity and not in being separated from his partner, but that like, you know, uh, her getting the kids Monday and Tuesday and him getting the kid Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then the other week they flip it. And then now he knows that he gets a Monday and a Tuesday off and he can plan his sanity and his off time or doing the things that he really needs to focus on. And then he knows when he gets the child that he gets to really like, that's his time around the child. And he can focus his most important work tasks around the days he does not have the child. And then he can change his, adjust his schedule when he does have the child and vice versa. And they can plan their months that way. And he was like, I actually wish we would have adapted that and adopted that in a relationship that like, even though we're in a household together, why do we have to not, not, not share the responsibilities, but you get him more some days than I do. This is my day. And you get him more some days and this is your day. And so, as someone who's co-parenting, I absolutely see the sanity in this. Because when I was a full-time parent, I never got away from my son. Never. Unless I was going on a planned vacation, I never <laughs> got away from my son. Ever. Because he's clinging to me. He's running around. He's yeah. chasing me the whole time. Whereas now that I co-parent, it's not my favorite thing in the world for sure to have to share. But I have certain days where I'm like, oh, I can plan for sanity. I can plan for breaks and that balance is something people don't talk about and you've adopted this in your relationship correct yes
1: so like for me it's like at at one point like me and my partner we have two kids which is our five-year-old that's my bonus son and then my son who's about to be two Um, so just adopting a schedule it was very important. Like I had a schedule for me as an individual when I started my business and I did everything, but like now you're measuring You schedule the schedule. Yeah. I schedule the schedule and the scheduler. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, like we have to make sure we're on track. Right. So going into partnership with someone else, it's like, okay, like, well now how do we mesh these schedules together? And the important thing for me was I'm a first time mom. So like I'm adopting into understanding what it is to have time for my son, for the business, for X, Y, and Z. So, And even for my partner. So one thing that we adopted in our relationship was like, all right, well, this is our schedule. On Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, it's your late night. And on Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays is mine. That means that whoever has late night has to shower the kids and put mm-hmm. them to bed and read to. It so it's 50-50. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of people, like that whole conversation is like, oh, men and women and no yes whatever works in your household household great in mine i feel like it's 50 50 because at the end of the day like i don't want to be a stay-at-home mom that's Mm -hmm. not my goal Mm -hmm. i don't want to like not work and just be given this luxury lifestyle if i wanted that i can go get that but that's not what i chose so because that's not what i chose i want a partner who can come in and bring in a hundred percent every single day and i bring in a hundred percent and our hundred percent every day looks very different Mm -hmm. it's like okay on your days it means that your 100% is with the kids today and mine is with the business. And we'll just take turns every single day so that we can adopt these fundamentals into our family and our life and not get overwhelmed. And of course, it's not perfect. There's days that we're like, all right, call somebody else to come get these
0: kids because it works." Neither done. one of us can
1: do this right now. <laughs> this is not working. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like it gets overwhelming, but it's like, it's a start to at least have the foundation to follow. And that's the most important thing for me is just to know that like, okay, we're working on this together, not because I'm the mom and I'm the woman. Everything just has to fall on my plate. Like we all work. Everyone works here. We're all bringing in money to the house and we're all doing this as a team more than just like, well, you're the woman. You, you're you supposed to take care of the kids.
0: That's not how it works in in our house. So that's just yeah. kind of like- my um. Uh, I spoke to someone who potentially wanted to start a show with us. Shout out to (laughs) Instapodcast. Wanted to start a show with us. And I was looking at his post and he was like, I really want to break the stereotypes around, you know, married couples, submissive women. And he was like, my wife works from home with our two kids. And uh, I'll be damned, she got a job. Like, and he was like, but I also don't believe in this like crazy, submissive, old style. Like, and it was so funny. He put up this post that was like, do you think uh if a woman is a stay-at-home mom she should do a man's laundry wash wash the dishes and do this and then the next post he put up he was like me washing my own dishes and it was like <laughs> me holding my own clothes <laughs> and he was like yes and then it was like him at the table he was like me not dying like yeah and it was like okay so we we hear all of this but like what if what if, and it's whatever works for everyone else. I understand that. It's what works for you and your family and your unit. I understand that. But I, I love talking with you because it's really breaking stereotypes. Because there is this found fear in women now. I don't know about y'all, but I've had it. I know you. Ain't. I know you don't. You, you would never. But <laughs> of like, am I too masculine? Will a man ever want me? Will I run a man off? Will I intimidate a man? Because Because I'm not cooking, cleaning, and washing clothes, which I do for myself, but because I run a business, because I wear a very masculine energy at times, can I be in a partnership?
1: Yeah, and I think that that's why I did struggle with that Mm -hmm. prior to my current relationship. I struggled with those type of relationships, but I think that one important thing for me was to understand is like everything is communication, and besides communication, it's the scheduling like it's important to schedule things. And why I say that it's because if you're in a relationship and you have kids, and even if you didn't have kids, right, if you're not scheduling things, it's just not going to happen. If you're, if you're dating a man who has a business, who's a powerful man, and you're just a stay at home mom, that's not a schedule. You're just working off of his schedule. Correct. So now your life is ran by when he can breathe, eat or shit. (laughs) <laughs> and that's like it's the truth. I'm like it's and and it's okay if that's the life you chose. That's yeah, cool, absolutely. And no one's judging that. that no. Like that's okay. Stay. I give it to stay-at-home moms because I could never. That I did that for like two or three days, and I was like, could never. I could not do this. Y'all like,
0: a different type of angel. Yeah, they are. And yeah. then I and
1: I think that no one like that's a job, and it's a very very hard job to do every single day to wake up and attend to these kids because they are out here walling out. Yeah. So I, I'd give it to them. Trying your
0: whole life. Yes. So I think
1: that that's a powerful thing that women do do. And I don't think that that should be taken away from them. But if that's something that a woman does or a woman do, it doesn't take away from what they're doing, but mm-hmm. you still have to follow someone else's schedule. It's a team. We're two people in here. No matter how we're a team, we have to follow each other's schedule. I need my days. You need your days. You get what I'm saying? And it, And if you choose to work all day, Great, I can hold you down today. And if I choose to work all day, I'll hold you down. That means you have to fold your laundry and wash your plates and be the meme. That's okay. And be the (laughs) meme. That's okay.
0: (laughs) So let me ask you this. When did you know, spending all these years in survival mode, when did you know that this take that you were married to was becoming detrimental to you? AKA, you knew you needed to find some flow. Or get back to a creative space or you needed to like find your femininity when did you know was there a moment where you were like this is this version of me is a little bit detrimental to my soul
1: yeah so i think that like one of the things that you said before was like a lot of people struggle with that like me i may be too powerful or to this or to that or too masculine for a man not powerful masculine right I think that when I was struggling with that, I completely was not even trying to focus on that thought anymore because I'm like, I'm just in my business. I'm trying to grow this. I'm trying to do this. But I think when it became detrimental is when I had my son. And now I have to raise a young man. And I am with the father of my son. And we're building a life together. And we're raising our kids together. And we're trying to build a business together. And it's like, okay, like at some point, it's not about submission to one person, it's about submission of two people. And at what point mm-hmm. do can I get to stop wearing this leadership hat and trying to solve everyone's problems when no one is asking for that? Mm-hmm. When do I get to just shut that down and go home and just be mom without trying to, okay, well the kids need this and they need this. And, and it's just like, no, just be present. And flow, mm-hmm. if they wanna throw the toys, be be present. <laughs> and I I knew it was detrimental when I couldn't do that and feel comfortable. Because I just, in your masculine energy, you're always controlling something. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was one of the you're hardest proving things, too. yeah, you're proving you're controlling. you're just like, i you're in in being in control gives you the map of to where your destination is. So for me, I had to let go of that control. So I knew that it's like, okay, it's okay. If we don't know the destination. Just be present with the moment. and whatever happens after that, we can figure it out as a unit, as a family, as a man and a woman. and, the masculine energy works in business. Mm-hmm. But when you're with a man it's cool. Like you're going to have to shut that shit down for a little bit because <laughs> Good uh, luck with uh, that. <laughs> yeah, cuz at the end of the day like you know, I um, I have an amazing partner and we we go through things like every other human being, but I understand that my energy and what my energy can bring to the table, it can intimidate a lot of people, but I'm very blunt about it cuz I will never change who I am and I'm very proud of the energy I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. But I do know that that energy can tone down when I'm home. And that's cool. Yeah. And it's a safe place to do that. It's not safe in my industry. No, it's not, not in real estate. And I, not in real estate, not in where I was raised, how I was raised. So in my mind, it's like this isn't safe to turn down any place or where. Mm. So now it's like, okay, now you're in a safe place. Your kids are safe. You have a safe partner. This is a safe home. You can turn the energy off. Cause there's no solving or protecting or this is just flow. Let it flow and it'll work. So I had to learn that because without learning that, it was becoming detrimental to myself. It was just like something's off. Like I don't feel
0: at peace because I just have to keep running at all times. And you couldn't you you you're running at all times and you couldn't, you couldn't literally numb. You can't and be present in anything. Y'all, this shit was so bad. This shit was so bad that <laughs> we would play games with y'all because like if there was a if there was a scale like i feel like i'm like a, a five like i'm a 5.5 like six <laughs> Ashley's like a ten and a half <laughs> ten <So laughs> ten and a half and tens and um so <laughs> we would play games with y'all where we would be like let's just not tell them where we're going and like i'm like ash is gonna flip the shit like <laughs> Ashley's gonna flip her shit if she don't know where we're going or you're going to try to find out based on clues that we've given you to figure out where we're going. yes, And like being on a journey with you, watching us all as business owners learn the art of surrender was the most incredible thing because I always think back to this moment of um, we all went to Sedona together. Yes. And we walked into this home and we chose to allow this retreat to be run by a man and a woman, a couple. Um, And as soon as we walked in... We got to doing us. We're like, where do we put our bags? Where do we go? What are we doing? What's next? Like, And that man looked at us and he was like, put your things down. Don't go to your room. Have a seat. This space is curated for you to take a load off. I got this. Y'all are not in control. And it was like, sit your ass down. And we were all like, okay. (laughs) Like, and I just got to watch this space of all of us like, it was like this like sinking moment in the chair. And it was like, and it was this internal fight of like, I feel kind of safe. And I feel like I can kind of be soft and uh, selfish almost and receive. But then there was this other side of us that was like, I feel weak and I feel like a kid. And I feel like I can't take care of myself in this moment. And if I don't control what's next, I may lose something, whether it be time, whether it be making everything perfect, whether it be making the best out of a moment. Like it was like this ki- like I could feel the internal fight in all of us, like the internal battle of like, do I flow? Do I surrender? Or is me, I feel like a weak ass little girl. Does that make sense yes did you feel that way yes it was like the battle
1: of like sit down and eat your food and I was like no like what are we eating
0: yeah what and what is how did you make this and whose idea was this <laughs> and Who who made this choice and how can I make it better like <laughs> it was the most beautiful art of all of us learning flow and knowing how bad I struggled and then watching how bad you struggled of like just surrender and allowing and being it was like It was so incredible. And so I guess I want to ask of like that retreat in particular, what did you learn about the art of like flow and surrender and just like how this can contribute to the ever evolving life that you've created for yourself that makes it feel like you always have to be in control? So I
1: think like the most important thing for me in that retreat when we went to Sedona was like you said, it was just surrendering. And I felt in that retreat. And I think that a lot of the women felt there, we were able to let go. Mm. Like, I was able to just let go and stop. And I realized, like, it's okay to not control because things will just come. They just started coming without me having to control. Yeah. And a lot of the times, I think, like, when you're in your masculine, you don't feel
0: because there's no time
1: to feel. So all day, I'm just – I don't get to sit down and just feel. Yeah. I'm just running and running and running and running and running. And the type of person I am, this is why, like, I can see. And if I meet somebody like me, I'm like, I get it because we're the same. Like, I like competitiveness, right? Competitiveness. I like, like, if there's a challenge or 75 hard, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do that twice. Oh, you want me to do this? I'll do it with you. (laughs) you be doing a challenge every time I turn around. I'm like, Ashley, sit down. Yes. And I like, I know the point of this is like, in my mind is like, it's just distracting me from feeling and being in the moment. And I think that a lot of people misconstrue I'm still a woman. I still have feelings. I'm still just avoiding them. Yeah. I'm just avoiding them because at the end of the day, like I need to just solve the problems. I'm in survival mode at all times. Yeah. And I think in this retreat, what I learned was there's nothing to survive here. Ain't nobody hunting us down. We're chilling. We're in Arizona, in Sedona, somewhere in these mountains. Yeah. With a bunch of women who are just trying to meditate and do breath work with me.
0: And I'm here. We're like- actually okay. It's going to be okay. <laughs> and I think
1: one of the funny things when we were um, in Sedona was when I was doing my breath work and my face looked so angry and it was just like, I'm here trying to control, like, am I doing this right? Am I do-? And then it was just like, at, at one point I just stopped and I was like, who gives a shit if you're doing it wrong? Nobody. What's right or wrong? Like, just breathe. Breathing is normal and there's no right or wrong way to do it.
0: Breath is process, bitch, breathe. Yeah, yeah. and then
1: at that point I was able to just surrender. I was like, okay, like I'm surrendering to this process and this experience and I'm just going to breathe and I'm going to go with whatever is going to happen next and whoever's going to call on my name and whatever they want to do, I'm just going to do it. And Mm. I think that was the first time in years or in a long time, I would say in that retreat that I was able to really just give my entire self Mm. to someone else's process that wasn't Mm. my own.
0: Mm. So in, in business ownership, well, first I want to talk about the personality type that you have coined, um, (laughs) in my eyes that I, now I explain people as such and you and I are the same, but on a scale, I am unmeasurable to yours, your (laughs) level. And it is the uh, predictive index. Can you explain this a little bit?
1: Yeah. So predictive index is not like a personality Mm -hmm. test. It's more so like you could actually use when you take the test is like the it's scoring you based on like how you perceive yourself to the world in the workplace and your behaviors. And this can be used in like court. So if like, let's say a company is firing you and you've taken predictive index, they can use this in the court of law and say like, hey, like this person, this is their behaviors. Like that's how this is deep, indeed one goes. of the only ones that yeah, can that, be done. Yeah, that can be done. Yes. Correct. So in predictive index, I'm a maverick, you're a maverick. Cheers to the mavericks. <laughs> so we're mavericks. Um, Lean ship. <laughs> <laughs> no, but mavericks, what it is, is that we're very driven. Yeah. So like in our map, let's say like, it's like just a straight line. And then the line is like, okay, over here is an A and that's the way that you lead. Yeah. Right. So my A was like off the chart. It was like, literally off the chart. I can do this regardless of who's coming. I'm gonna do this. Yeah. And that's how like my mavericks. Come or don't works. come back. Yeah. So like we can be mavericks, but everyone scaled differently Definitely. in that bracket. Yep. And then there was like the E, the emotional, like intel, like how you make decisions. Mine is like straight emotional. It's like, oh, this building is worth a million dollars. Like, do you want it? And I'm like, yeah, I feel like it's a good deal. (laughs) But somebody else will be like, no, 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 no. I need to see reports. I need to see this. I'm just like, eh, no, my gut. I got it. Here's a (laughs) million dollars. Let's do this. And it's just like, I'm just emotional about my decision. So it's like Mavericks are very like, we don't care to see anything but results. We're just like, let's go result. Very result driven. Very like, we're going to get there regardless of how we're getting there. Yeah. And it just skills you on that level, like how you lead, how you make decisions and things like that. So I think it's pretty cool. Um, It's very you. Yeah. And I've skilled all my friends, everyone in my family. I'm like, I understand your behavior now. (laughs) Like I get
0: it. And so this is, it is such a great trait to have in business. It has got to be why you are where you are in business. It's a version of me I've had to become to get where I am in business because there is I hate to say it, but there's no place for feelings in business. There, However, I do have to find those and embrace that when I want to be creative because I cannot be creative when I'm in that state. When I want to create, I have to get into a different place. I have to get emotional. I have to find myself again. But I I've, I've realize when I'm, I'm so logic-based in business, I get really lost and I can't get back to my creativity. It takes an insane amount of time yeah. to get back to my creativity. How do you come home to yourself? Like, what are some of the things that you do that you're like, okay, I'm too far gone?
1: Yeah. So I think that like, well, one, I guess a little brief background. I didn't know how to come home to myself before. Mm. So back in November of, they were in 2022. So 2021, I went to an event and I, Christina, who you're Christina Aguilera. Yep. I was at an event for real estate and um, most of these events are very masculine driven, maybe three or four females at most. That's mm-hmm. even a lot counting. Um, we were at a real estate event. I'm on the phone. Christina comes up to me and she's like, I, I don't even know who I was on the phone with. She's like, you-, you have like such an aggression when you're on the phone. And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm just talking. Being myself. It's <laughs> me. Like, I was like, this is me. Like, I don't like, cause I, you're not looking at yourself. You're just so we, one thing led to another, we had like a, a dope conversation and she uh, started talking to me about someone that she was coaching with, which was Lumiwa,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, who changed my life, by the way. Shout out to our resident yes. expert, Lumiwa Woodruff. So with, she spoke to me about Lumiwa and how she coached with her and she was like, I was just like you. And I think it was the way that, cause you know, like people can get defensive if someone's like, oh, like you sound aggressive, you sound this. I've, I've never get defensive with stuff like that. I'm like, okay, like that's who I am. I don't care. Yeah. Like i Till this day, I still don't want to change who I am. I just want to change the way that I, pers- like, I enter rooms sometimes and it depending mm. on the room. If it's a business room, I'm going to be me. Mm-hmm. If it's at home, I can be really me without having to be a business person or this or yeah. that. Um. So when I got introduced to Lumiwa, I started working with her and, like, I signed up for her stuff and things like that. I saw that she was having a podcast come out. Mm. And it was uh, you and her talking about something. And I know in the commercial, it was like, red flags feel like home. And I'm like, what are they talking about? because <laughs> they feel like home. Why <laughs> do they feel like home? <laughs> yeah, so I was like, what are they talking about? Like, what red flags? So long story short, it was me, me. I'm the red
0: flag. <laughs> <laughs> was not the man? It was it me. Was, it was me.
1: <laughs> no, but long story short, like, I listened to your podcast. And I listened to that episode. And I was like, wow. Like, it was just one by one just hitting and I was like oh my god like this is something I've never heard Yeah. and then I think Christina Aguilera did one with you shortly after Yeah. I listened to hers and I'm like okay and then all within all this happening I started working with Lumiwa and then I started following you and I see like you're having an event I see that you're having an event uh, like a woman's event and I see your you see on t-
0: your face yeah, you're like woman's event like yeah, whatever like, this they is shit a bunch of feminine <laughs> energy <laughs>
1: Because everyone's like dancing and crying in your YouTube video. And I was like, what the hell is going on <laughs> in this party? <laughs> like, and, and there was like not one, like, man, man. I was like, is, this is not like a business thing. So I'm like, and at this point, I'm soul searching. Like, I'm really yeah. trying to find like, who am I when I'm not prime? Because prime uh, is just the business. And I didn't know how to not just be. And I started wearing my company as my identity. Mm -hmm. And that's when I knew like there's an issue because I can't be happy without wearing this every single day. Like I don't need like the company. I'm not the company. I'm Ashley and the company is the company. It's an extension of me, but it's not me. And when I realized that I was going through this identity crisis of like, who am I and why can't I feel or just turn this off? that's when I started going in the direction of like, all right, maybe these women know what they're doing. Let me just peek in there and see what this is about. So I bought a ticket and I ended up going to your event. And I think that going to your event, becoming a part of the mastermind, I stopped. This is all this meditation and this breath work and all this Over stuff. Shit. All this shit. <laughs> it really took me down a journey. So like your original question was like, how do I take myself back there now is using the tools that I learned within being in a community of strong women just like myself but that know how to take themselves into the feminine energy. Yeah. So for me it was just like just the other day I was going through so much in the business and I've been going through so much like okay, how do I balance this? How do I do this? And I my head is spinning every day. And it was just a matter of like I got home. I was like I got to get home 20 minutes earlier tomorrow, fill up my tub, put on some incense, turn on the music and just meditate. Yeah. And I it brought me back to flow. Like I was like, "Okay, cool." Then i went to the gym i turned off my phone i came up with a name of something me and you were working on and i was like flow because i'm not in the business and i think that as me and you are speaking i'm realizing that that's the issue when i'm in the business and so logical about everything i have no time to be creative at all
0: there's none there's none i can tell when i'm losing myself and it's like i i'm the meanest I'm the meanest Ugh. to people when I am short on creativity. Yeah. Like when I am like, um, you know, recording a show and then, then I have then I have people coming over and then I have this and then I have that and then I have the work event and then I have sales calls all day and then I do I can tell after a certain amount of days and I'm like, I'm about to get real mean up in here for a minute mm-hmm. because I don't have my time alone to be creative because I can only have those creative moments when I'm in flow, when I'm by the water, when I'm walking, when I'm taking a bath when I am safe and I feel open. The only other time I'm creative is when I'm in like, and I'm, I'm going to say this and then explain when I'm in love and mm-hmm. not just with someone, but when I'm, I'm just in this like insane state of overflow, yeah. like all these good things are happening. And I'm just, I feel like I'm like bursting with love. Mm-hmm. Like I can think up anything, but those are the only two States I'm creative in. When I am surviving my business, when I am surviving the fight, There is zero creativity. Yeah. I'm married to it. I am like, fix it, flip it, get out of it. Like, boom, boom, boom. And that's how I feel no space for me. The last couple
1: of, I guess the last two months, I saw myself going back into that zone. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I am in survival right now. Because I'm in the real estate industry. Real estate is changing. Changing, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I got to step back in. And I have to pivot with whatever's happening.
0: But- How do I do that with balance?
1: Exactly. This and this time it was different because I, it was different when I caught it because it was like a good extension of time when I was wearing myself out. out. Cause I was like, okay, there's a problem and I'm going to figure it out, Yeah, but I need to give myself grace and understand that I cannot figure it out on a hundred every single day. So I had to step away and say like four weeks in like, okay, like this is becoming out of control. Yeah, we can't do this every single day till 11 p.m. at night and just post post-its all over the wall and keep trying and trying and trying. It's not coming to me because I'm not in flow. I'm just so in logic and problem solving and leading. And I can't even give my brain the time to start mastering up anything that it needs to do to figure out any other things that I want to do in life yeah. or just be happy. Because, like you said, I become snappy and like snappy me is not nice. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just sitting here like, Who's getting it next? Yeah, like, no yeah. one call me. Like, I don't want to talk. Like I'm going to cuss everybody out into performance. Yeah, Bye. exactly. <laughs> so it's like, and that's not the state that you want to be in, especially when you're running a business and you're leading and, like, your team is just looking up to you for energy. They're not only looking for you for, like, numbers and the business. Mm. Nobody buys into a business based on numbers. Yes. And especially when you're at our level, yes. which is, like, we're not – Bill Gates, like no. we're not Apple, No, we're trying to get there. But when you're in those stages, you're selling energy. You're not selling, come to my business, you'll make a million dollars, cause you're not. I just wanna make sure y'all heard that. <laughs> we're selling energy. Like- no, we are. And it, and it becomes the, this is where I understood, like it is my responsibility every single day that no matter what happens, I can't bring my energy to the table for my team because then that affects them. And that just shows them like, hey, like when you're going through stuff, bring your shit to the table. Like, no, this table is clean. We bring nothing but positive energy so we can figure it out together through flow. If you got to cry, cool. I'm, I'm accepting of crying. I got to cry too. And I'm very vulnerable with my team in the sense of like, yeah. yo, like, listen, today's one of them days. Let's just try to figure it out together as a team and whatever the case is. But in vulnerability comes unity. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's where I, a lot of people running businesses forget. And I learned that through my meditation and just being real about obstacles. Cause a lot of people, and especially the women on my team, they'll look at me and they think like I'm unbreakable. They're like, oh, this this girl don't blink. Like she she can go to the gym seven days a week and do this and do these challenges. And it's like, yeah, that's what it looks like on paper. So it's your responsibility for anyone on your team for you to also say like, it's doable. It comes with struggles. You just overcome the struggles you take care of yourself and then you go back to the map. You're gonna fall off. But mm-hmm. a lot of people don't give that conversation a thought for women especially, and even just men in the team as well. Yeah. So it's just like the energy that you bring to the table is very important, not only on your team, but in your
0: house, with your kids. It's it's very important. I just did this episode with, shout out to Romy Safantes and Joshua Mundy. We talked about this in two different ways the same exact concept is the journey of healing is not about an end goal. It is about surrendering to self without an outcome. And there will be times in a healing journey where you will be like, was this a waste of my time? Like, (laughs) what am I doing? And you won't know that the work worked until you catch yourself handling the same things differently. Mm Mm-hmm that's when it shows up. It is not like the breathwork, the meditate, you do the journaling, you do all the things and you're like, okay, I feel happy immediately after. And then you're like, okay, but back to regular life. Cause I got to show up. I got to show out. I got to perform. I got to do all these things. And then you're like, okay, that shit was temporary. And then all of a sudden in dealing with your partner and dealing with your business, like in dealing with crazy, because we are susceptible to crazy shit happening in our businesses all the time. And then you're like, and then your team commend you. For the way that you're handling something. Or your partner is like, that's very different of you. Yeah. Or you catch yourself and you're like, oh, six months ago, I would have flipped the fuck out. Yeah. Like, but this is different. This is different. And it's like, that's when you know the work has worked is when your old behaviors don't show up. And that's so powerful you say
1: that because I think I, I, shout out to Romy. (laughs) I was just talking to Romy about this the other day and I was telling her like, a situation that happened in my life. And I'm like, you know, it's crazy that the old me would react so differently to that situation. But the person I am now, it's like, you become more empathetic when you're being and you're in the feminine because you're like, okay, I understand human behavior. Yes. I'm a human. Yeah. And I've done shit out of emotional reaction and things like that. And it's just like, so you understand that from a different perspective where it becomes like, do you blame people for acting like people? Mm. Or do you look at yourself and say, "Well, where is my responsibility in this? And whatever my responsibility is, I take accountability for that. Your actions are yours, but I have responsibility in whatever I did." Yes. And I think that it's important to see that in like my journey because that before anything that would happen, I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna react, react, react." Now I'm like, "I don't react. I just let things play out." And I'm like, "Okay, cool. Like, what do I want out of this situation? What did I learn? And what did I do?" Mm. And whether I'm leading my team, whether I'm in my partnership with my kids, I'm like, okay, like, what do I do next? And before, there was no thinking, just acting. There was no, let me see what I should do. It was just like, let's problem solve right now. Right. While we're immediately. doing it immediately. And yeah. that's it. But in that process, you're not taking anyone else into consideration. You're just thinking about solving a problem and about yourself rather than being and thinking about the next person as well.
0: Let's... I just draw a complete blank and I was going to talk about something. <laughs> Shit. Hold on. What did you just say? Damn, you had me thinking about something. Yeah. Um, this could be pause, right? Like you yeah, no, I no, can, okay. can cut this out. Go ahead. Okay, cool. Um, it, yeah, you are. Really? I'm oh, like yeah. Oh my <laughs> I'm All overly... Both of you are. I'm overly impressed. Like, really? I'm like, yeah, like, I almost like this. I'm like, fuck this little, these little questions we have. Like, we'll get in, we'll get into the, we'll get into the. <laughs> I was like, so nervous. My nails are about oh to break goodness. up. No, you're doing, you're yeah, doing what great. You're talking about balancing and That's like, yeah. I yeah. live that every day. <laughs> yeah. My wife is very, like, she's a she's low-key boss. <laughs> no, Sorry. you're yeah. so right. You're so right. Yeah. yeah. So, embracing the balance. Um, I love, I love that we're talking about this because I, I feel like there's so many, um, uh, mentors and other folks that have told me that like you can, oh, we got to <laughs> start that again. <laughs> hey, the uh, happens all, the time, all right. Hoops, yeah. just come right out. You said, I love when you tell me that that's what you said. Yeah. <laughs> I love when you, I love that we're talking about this because I feel like in business ownership, um, we're told by so many mentors and entrepreneurs, like you are supposed to keep it um, ain't nothing about keeping it a buck. Like you're supposed to keep it super executive, super high level, like not vulnerable, not truthful, not in our feelings, like that we open the door for our team to be the same. And like while we may want to be vulnerable, then we open the door for our team to be vulnerable. And then now you're dealing, not only are you dealing with meeting deliverables, service-based business, output, calls, whatever it is that you're dealing with, but now then you have to deal with your team's personal stuff.
1: Yes. One thing, not to cut you off, but I think that I disagree with people when they say that because it's like, what level of business are we talking about? Mm. If the employees, and I don't even call my team employees, if your team members know you by first and last name and can speak to you every single day, you're not running a Fortune 500. So you should care about their feelings. When you are the CEO of Apple and no one has contact with you, that's cool. Come in and you don't have to. Melanie, how are you feeling today? You don't have to do that. But when you're not running a Fortune 500 company and you are starting a small business and you guys have to face each other every day and me and you've spoken about this proximity is power power it's power so you are around me every single day while i'm trying to build this business the last thing i need is your energy to be off yeah and if your energy is off the last thing i need is for you to feel like you have no space to speak about it or even go to anyone on on our team to do that come on and now for the fortune 500 companies they can run their companies how they want but if no one ever read nike shoe dog with phil knight yes it's such a powerful story because it everyone always has like a
0: Everyone has a contribution.
1: Yeah, and it, but everyone has a masculine viewpoint of like, no emotions, no this, no that. And it's like, yeah, that's great and all, but do you know that the best companies in our world and country are the companies that actually care about mental health, care about your feelings and emotions because you're not a machine, you're a human being. And if they didn't, and if you were a machine, then you can work as a, a robot. You're not a robot. So you have to come in every day and perform when people have real life problems. Us as entrepreneurs, we have to deal with our kids. And when they start talking and mommy, you're not spending enough time with me. And then your partner and having to cater to that. And then also like coming home and like, who's going to cook? And are we going to order out? Are we going to do this? And sometimes there's so much life problems and bills and people think entrepreneurship is just so beautiful that it's like, if you're dealing with that as the business owner, imagine what your team members who believe in your vision are dealing with as well, because they're bought into a vision, not the salary. (laughs)
0: talk about proximity is power take it to the next level we're always talking about leadership and the person in this seat small business owner like we're talking about ourselves has to be a leader and has to be um you know like assertive and uh carry this weight and come off as a certain way we don't ever talk about the fact that proximity is power and if you do this right and you lead well and you're vulnerable and you're courageous in that you'll actually end up with the opposite you'll end up with team members that bring you the energy that you need I look at my team sometimes I'm like y'all doing this for me today Y'all putting me in a place where I need to be. Y'all bringing the positive energy to me. Exactly. Or like when I'm down and out, I'm like, hey, today ain't it. And they're like, what's wrong? What's going on? And then they wanna like pour into me. I'm like, I've attracted that by being myself, being a version of myself that every guru and mentor told me not to be. The people that have been on my team a year plus, which is more than five, will always has me like, okay, this can't be that wrong because my team feels like a family. It does They literally feel like a family, and anytime, I actually don't ever have to be super masculine with them. I only have to do that when I hear deliverables being repeated and somebody's not meeting something, and I know it's just because like there's a uh, a gap or a lapse in like, you know, maybe a little bit of leniency or somebody, somebody's going through something personal, and maybe it just needs to be mentioned a couple more times, and maybe I need to assert myself a little bit. but rarely do I actually feel like my, the softest version of myself when I'm leading my team. Yeah which was the opposite of what I was taught. Yeah. Which really surprised me, but I love it. Yeah. And that's how
1: I feel about, same thing in, in, in my business and just in general, I feel like we're taught that because it's so, the industry, not even my industry, just in general, mm-hmm. running and owning business and doing that majority of it is men. And that's okay. Like there's nothing to knock men, but when you're doing these things, it's just, in their mind is like no emotion. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yes. When you're making a decision on the business, there should be no emotion. Right. But when you're speaking to somebody in your business, it's okay to let them have emotion. Yes. You don't have to be emotional and start crying, but you can let the other person have emotion because we are humans and we have emotions. Right. And I think that, again, in this journey of like meditating and doing all that, like a lot of my team has gone on the same journey and we have like this thing on Mondays, we call it motivational Mondays. And then from like 9 to 10, we play, 9, I'm sorry, 10 to 10.30, we play like a motivational video or like a ET or Maxwell or mm-hmm. whoever. And like, we're just listening to motivational videos. And I have team members that are out of the country as well. And this is like their favorite meeting because it's not all about numbers. You have to drive mm-hmm. a culture in your field to make sure that you guys can do this together because this is more than just anyone can make money. But not everyone can grow a business and growing a business with people that believe in your vision and a vision has no money attached to it because it ain't paying you that much at first. And that's what people don't realize. Like entrepreneurship, yes, is financial freedom in about seven to 10 years until you put in that work. You ain't getting that money. (laughs) (laughs) Say something
0: while you're in there. Hold on. We're going to go back to that. But I want to say this for a second. And I'm going to be really vulnerable when I say this. Um. About a year ago when I made the transition from, I was doing the agency model, but people don't know I went through a big transition when I decided to do the vlogcast experience, which was the higher level, higher ticket option of working with larger entrepreneurs and businesses to batch record their season and for us to do the planning, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, When I made the transition, we lost. I, I just went through some major transitions and I was met with a week where we lost clients the people that I thought were gonna come on didn't come on as fast as I thought they would. And I was met with a day that came that I could not pay my staff. And I knew the money was coming, but the day was there and the money was not coming. Mm-hmm. And I, I was a good 10 days away from the money coming. And I was like, oh shit, this was a bad decision. Mm-hmm. And I remember being so scared to say something to my project manager. Cause I was like, yo, I love my project manager so much. Like I see her as my right hand. And someone that I want to make my COO one day. And I'm like, I'm going to tell this woman this. And she's going to run for the fucking hills. And like, it took me days. Like, I was like, maybe I'll just wait till she says something. Maybe I'll wait till she doesn't notice. Like, I was so nervous. And then I finally was like, hey, well, we got to talk. And I was like, hey, like, poor planning, poor transition. Like, here's what happened. And I was like, whatever your response is at this point, I understand. This is my fault. And when she came back to me and said, "How do I help?" Like I'm in this in the long haul with you. Like I know what I signed up for. She was like, I, when she said, "I know what I signed up for." That you that we are in a startup business that is constantly pivoting and we're always building and we're and you're and you're always making the decision that's best for us. And sometimes that doesn't turn out. I know what I signed up for. I'm here. What do you need? Tell me step one, step two, step three. Tell me your ideas. I'll get on the phone with you right now. What do you need? You don't have to worry about paying me right now. Let's fix this together. And I was like, holy shit, I did something right. Like, I was like. And you just gave me
1: chills saying that because I feel like no one shares that part of business. And I feel like. Could not pay my staff. And then, and it's like so, and you're in a different industry than me, right? And in my industry, it's like all. Money, 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 money. It's money, money. money. I make this, I make that. The Lamborghinis, all that shit. That does not matter. And I'm not saying like, okay, great. Like if that's how you flaunt your stuff, that's on you, right? But I know like the process is real. It's real. Anyone who's thinking about seven to ten years, y'all hear that? (laughs) It's real. No one becomes a success overnight. Nobody. You're just looking at the hard work at the end of it, but you're not looking at anything that happened in between. And that in between is. It's like crucial. Maybe it and costs I, all your money to make costs, money. It costs. Not Trust even and, not, and it doesn't even forget the hoop. It's but it doesn't sad. it's not even the money. I think that no one realizes how much it costs you on your mental health, on yourself, on your kids, on your family. You take a hit and you're taking that hit every day trying to figure out how do I do this to make sure that we all survive this at the end. How many people come out of entrepreneurship with happy kids, a husband, and all the, not a lot of
0: people. I say this all the time. What we're doing right now, unless we change the way we do it, we think that we're doing something so dope that our kids will be like, I want to be an entrepreneur. Shit. My son's going to look up if I don't change the way that I operate. Exactly. Like, I would never do that. Exactly. Because I resent that shit. Because I barely spent time with you because you chose that over me all the time. Exactly. So. I wouldn't even blink, and neither would you at this point, at the money that I'd be willing to spend and access. So if my margins was this thin, I'm going to use this much of it to pay for my mental health so that I can be a better mother, so that I can be a better boss, so that I can be a better friend, so that I can be a better human being and don't lose my shit for all the stuff that we deal with. It's true. And I think that this is what is
1: so powerful because no one talks about this part. Mm-mm. And one thing you mentioned is like, you're not the only one that goes through that even when you couldn't pay your staff. This year alone, you know how much things have changed we have made the best decisions in business and saw the least amount of money this year, right? As a business owner, it was like I had to agree to like, yo, I'm cutting even. And there's months that you're negative. And guess what? Those months when your account is negative, not your account, when your business account, your yeah. business account is yes. negative, because you'll have money there. You're just like, okay, well, the, it takes fifty thousand to run this business, but only twenty came in this month. Yeah. Well, you still got to pay the 50. Now we're working at a deficit. Now now we're working at a deficit and no one speaks about that. And then I had a similar situation where, you know, my operations manager, my right hand in the business. And I looked at her and I was like, yo, SBA gave us money two years ago. It's sitting in that account like we're going to tap in. And she's like, really? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, let me know what I got to do. Yeah, that's it. And she was like, if you if you can't if we can't pay me or whatever, just let me know what I have to do. And at mm-hmm. that point, I was like, this is why we do it for Because this is, your purpose has to be bigger than money. If you're only here for the money, it's not going to work. Because now you have people who are but looking you. But you will get tired.
0: And them numbers won't hit. Yes. And you'll be like, okay, now what? And you know what? There's going to be days. Because if you allow that to be your measuring stick for success, you'll be crying on the floor every day damn Exactly.
1: Day. And then to me, that was so powerful. Because I'm like, wow, like. You still believe in this business, even though we've been at it for four years. She's like, sis, like, it's OK. Like, we're going to make it through this. I'm like, we're, we're hitting four years. And like, we've been at it doing this. And like, yeah, we have powerful months and we have low months. And it's just like that roller coaster. Like, not a lot of people want to ride that shit. No. Some people just want to ride a cab and just go straight. Bitch, and, I'm sick.
0: <laughs> I'm tired of riding peaks and Valley. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, yo, throw up. Like. and then that roller coaster
1: does not end. And it it's like, end. it doesn't. And it's just like you still want to ride this roller coaster, even though like we're in this place and in this, and and it's just the reality of business. It's not Oof. just the real estate industry. No, and men especially men. And I will say men, they don't talk about this stuff because it's all ego driven. You know why? Because I used to feel uncomfortable talking about this. The first time I became comfortable talking about this when I saw you on stage in Innovative Income and you broke down your business and cried about how much money and this and I was like, you can do this? Like, you can talk about (laughs) shit like this? Like, imagine suffering every single night, like, oh my God, the business is failing when everyone else is going through the same shit, but no one can talk about it because you're in a room full of men who it's all like, my business is doing good. My business is doing good. Ego, ego, ego. Rather
0: than like, this is the
1: truth. The truth will get you further.
0: And Why? Why is... I get it because successful business is rated and measured on on revenue. I understand that you have to, the numbers have to make sense there. We are in, we are all in a results driven business. That's how you maintain, that's how you survive. And that's eventually how you scale and grow, make those margins and take those margins and create something even better. I get that. But why do we feel the need to be dishonest? Why do we only talk about the truth? I, I talked about that in Innovative Income last year because I was like, how did I work that freaking hard and and barely make a quarter million dollars? Like, and that sounds like a lot to somebody, but I was looking at those numbers and I was like, bitch, I was working sign up to sundown. This shit ain't making sense. And I had nine staff and I was paying all those people and it was costing me this much each month. And, and then for June of this year to sit down with my CPA and him to be like, here's what you did in six months. And the scariest thing, my, literally, this was me, shit dropped into my stomach was when he was like, you did pretty good. And I looked at the number and the first thing that went off in my head was I looked at the number and I times it by two. You're giving me a six month number. I'm projecting it another six months. And if that, if I do what I did in this six months, I'll do it in another, if nothing change, if nothing changes. And I look at that number and immediately my mind was like, so I'm on projection to only make 40,000 more this year than I did last year. Oh, hell fuck no. Because I was like, no, 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 because I know my expensive expenses have increase, increased by at least that. Yeah. So now I just did the same thing this year that I did last year. I worked probably twice as hard, <laughs> expended the same amount of energy for the same amount of money. Yeah. And that's literally the reality so of business. So now nothing changes. So make it make sense. And then why are we not talking about that? Because guess what gets compromised in the process? Our sanity. Our femininity,
1: our family, our family, our partners, our partners, our kids,
0: our ability to love, our ability to connect with people because I don't have time to connect with you. I'm trying to change these numbers. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the part where I say,
1: like, well, just before I go into that point, just to touch on one thing that you did say that was so, so important. It's like when you're going through this transition, insanity is doing the same thing every single day and expecting a different result. That's what we're doing every day in entrepreneurship. We're doing entrepreneurship. And for those that think like, I'm going to go into entrepreneurship and I get to dictate my schedule and I get to do this. Well, welcome to the real world. That's not how it works. You need a schedule. You do the same shit every single day for the same amount of hours and try to get the same amount of clients and do everything the same day for basically no pay at first. Then you're probably making a decent amount to pay your bills and sometimes you can't pay your bills and you're just like shit we'll we'll figure it out let's juggle money from all the accounts yep and something's yes. gonna give yes. something's gonna pay yes. everybody's gonna get paid except me yeah and it's cool yeah. and ramen noodles comes through and it is what it is like it's like you, <laughs> domino's pizza yeah yep. domino's and we're all eating the two for fives yep. and shit like that but it is what it is it's the sacrifices that no one sees you have to make in order to live this lifestyle everyone thinks that it's just like, I want to be an entrepreneur. It's great to put it on your Instagram profile. Mm -hmm. It's great to say and shout it and put it on a t-shirt. The reality is you have to live this shit for real. And the real one, it's muddy. You're going to be out of this shit, dirty, crying,
0: hurt.
1: A lot of people will be hurt around you, but at the end of the day- be hurt all the damn time. But at the end of the day, you're doing what you have to do for you and what's best for you. But in that process, I think what we're doing differently now and what you're teaching a lot of us, because we were part of your program. And besides just like just a community of women, it's like we don't have to do it that way. It Mm-mm. doesn't have to be ugly at the end of the road. Mm-mm. There can be not balance, but sanity.
0: Mm-mm. It can
1: be like, OK, in order for you to figure that out, stop going harder. Just go meditate. Just go, I mean, you know, for the smokers, go smoke and meditate. Do something. <laughs> Do something besides trying to sit there and work. Yes. And a lot of men and masculine, not even men, but just masculine energies were just like, well, in order to figure this out, I have to work even harder. Yeah. I have to drive myself to the ground. If I'm not sitting in this chair. got to hustle through this. Yeah, I can't. I, it's not going to work. No, you have to maybe create your way through that. Yeah. And that's just being in Create a your way
0: through that. I want to point that out because- I remember years ago I was working. I I would always hire male high for high performance coaches. And I remember I was trying something and we re- redid it, and tried it, and redid it and tried it. And, re- and he, at one point he said, "You've got to learn the art of said it and forget it." I said, "What what are you what are you talking about?" He was like, "Put the website up, let the world know, and then turn your phone off." And I was like, "Why?" <laughs> like that makes no sense shouldn't I be mar- like in my mind I'm like guerrilla marketing I'm like shouldn't I be yelling this at the top of my lungs and telling everyone and be on podcast he was like right but you've already put all those seeds out there so just set it and forget it and shut up and I was like that sounds dangerous like yeah and he was like no and I was like okay and he's like go do it go away and the money will come i was like that sounds chaotic And I would do it and I would practice it and I would do it and I did it for years and I never understood it and now I get it. It is not set it and forget it and the money will come. It's set it and forget it and allow yourself to go to the space that allows you the creative process to problem solve. But problem solve in a way that like not Because when you set it and forget it, you immediately go to the doubt, the fear, the what Mm -hmm. if this doesn't work, the problem solver, the assertiveness, the independence, the the um, fix it, fix it, prove it, do it, figure it out versus like set it and forget it. And he would literally be like, go take yourself to dinner. like set it, forget it, take yourself to dinner. Like, set it, forget it. Go spend some money. Go to the mall or something. I'm like, I can't spend any money. I'm trying to make money. And he was like, <laughs> No, set it and forget it. And then go put yourself in a state of flow yeah. somewhere. And when I would get in that flow, I'd be walking through the mall or I'd be sitting at dinner, and I'd be like, This would be me. I'm like, Oh my god, I overthought that. Why did I overthink that? Why did I? Why did I put that copy that way? Why did I tell that story yeah. that way? Why did I? Why did I market that? I went way too hard with that. Had I just thought about it in this way, oh, I can come at this in a much different way. Oh, I can try this differently tomorrow. Oh, I can be a lot softer. And these simple tweaks, then I'd get exactly where I was trying to go without forcing it. And then I was like, oh, set it and forget it and then flow. And I think it's
1: important to understand like the force is control the controllable. Mm. Control the controllable. You cannot control everything. So sometimes you have to let go and let it do its thing by itself. Yeah. Um, And I think one of the other important things that we were talking about is just like numbers. Yeah. Numbers, proximity being power, all that ties into each other. Because like, for example, the light bulb, when Tom Edison created the light bulb, and I always remember this when I'm stressing numbers, I'm like, it took him a thousand and one times to even get that shit to work. So what makes us think that it took him a thousand and one times? That's not counting days. That's just saying how many times it took him. We don't know how many years, how many days, how many hours and seconds.
0: Wow.
1: That is a long time if you're measuring something. Yes. A thousand and one times. It, it, I know it was over a thousand and maybe a thousand and two times, whatever. But it's over a thousand times to get a light bulb to work. And now we or live off this it. product. And now as entrepreneurs, we come in and we're like, well, the number's not hitting and this is not working. And It's like, yeah, well, you're like, what, a year in? Yeah. Two, four. Yeah. That's shit. That is literally shit. Like that's nothing. You have to put in that work. You're yes. literally a toddler. But you know what? <laughs> You are. But then that's when the proximity becomes power. Because if you don't have a good foundation around you or just that energy that you need to keep moving forward, and sometimes you won't have that. The reality is sometimes you don't have that. You have to create it. And if you don't create that proximity for yourself to get to that point, and that's where culture comes in. Mm -hmm. That's when partnership comes in and communication. Mm -hmm. And even with your kids, like, are you going to raise workers? Or are you going to be like, listen, entrepreneurship, this is what it is. Whatever you want to do, if even if you want to be a doctor a lawyer, that's on you. That's fine. You want to be a worker? That's great. But we're going to have good energy here so that mm. all we support each other in whatever it is that we're doing. If you don't create that culture within your house, within your business, within your family, and sometimes you can't create that within your family. You just have to separate yourself because mm-hmm. it's like, I can't all, I can't bend my energy for you. Yeah. If you can't give me what I need, it's okay. I just got to stay away. But if you can't create that environment, then that's where the proximity becomes power. You become your environment. Absolutely. And that's why I think that people forget in this journey. It's like the most important thing besides money, the books, everything else is just like the people you surround yourself with.
0: I don't care how alpha you are. People need people. Yeah. People need people. They do. Okay. So we could talk about this all day. So the creator, (laughs) the creator in me is going to call out the creator in you. So can you tell everyone, I'm gonna make you say it on this damn show, (laughs) is tell them what you are creating for women like you, for women like me, because I feel like you're the next level to me and I wanna learn this from you, is finding the balance, talking with women like this, helping us own these parts of us, uh, refine these parts of us, embrace these parts of us, and use them good, bad, and indifferent, and figure out how to use them as tools and not allowing society to call them out as weaknesses is you are creating your own show yes (laughs) tell me what it's called tell me why
1: um so i know me and you've been working on it a little bit and we were going around with names and stuff like that and i couldn't come up with a name until i was in my flow yes a very random place i was at the gym on the stairmaster doing a challenge
0: (laughs) (laughs) real flow real flow of you no but in that (laughs) challenge
1: you know what i i honestly just very side note i was Usually I'm in the gym listening to a book, trying to figure something out in the business. I was actually watching Netflix and it was becoming very like fun. I was like, oh, I get to go to the gym and watch Netflix for 45 minutes. I get to chill. Yeah, I get to chill. And I was literally going every day and watching a show. And in that show, I was just in my zone and I'm like, I feel happy right now because I'm not working. I'm Mm -hmm. just watching TV at the gym. And this is weird of me.
0: Yeah.
1: It just came to me and I was like, you know, I want to help women in general. And like I knew I wanted to help women, especially women that obviously deal with the things we deal with as being labeled mavericks and alphas. And so the name is um, Beyond Your Alpha. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's mainly like I said, it's for women because it's like we don't need a label. I'm beyond an alpha female or a maverick or like walking into a room. And yes, there's struggles that come with being that. But there's struggles that come with being a woman in general. Period. No matter if you are an alpha or conservative or just loud or quiet Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, there's just so much struggles that come with you being a woman entering a room and a table full of men. Yes. And that's where it's intimidating for the quiet ones. And it's intimidating for Mavericks, just like us. It's intimidating for anybody because it's like, do we have a seat here? Yeah. You Create your own. Yeah. Right. You walk in, you create your own and you do your own thing. And there's power in that. And that's what me and you are doing
0: in our own lanes. Yeah. We're just figuring out how to do it in a healthier way. In a healthier way. In a healthier way. That's all I want is in a healthier way. I want to show up and be my damn self. Same. And I don't want to feel like I'm being too much. And I don't want to feel like I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. I want to feel like I am me. And whatever that may look like, it works. Mm-hmm. It works. I don't want to be less of. I don't want to be more of. I want to be me. And I feel like I think that's what you're doing with this. So yeah. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Thank <laughs> you for showing up. Let my audience know where they can learn more about you, find out more about you. Because you don't show up a lot, but we're going to change that. So where <sighs> I don't. where can they follow you? Where can they learn more about you? And where can they connect?
1: Um, on my Instagram, it's a underscore underscore dose of Ashley, I think
0: it is. This it's is stressing underscore. her out. She's never yeah. shared her Instagram before. Uh- <laughs> yeah, I was like,
1: I've never done this. But yes, A underscore underscore do- dose of Ashley. Yep. Yes. And uh, Facebook is just Ashley Bolina. Perfect. All right. Any last words? Anything? Um, no, I have anybody. Well, I do actually want to say something to anybody who wants to become an entrepreneur. Just know that it's hard. It but hard. it's doable. It's hard. It's hard. And just just never go in there thinking it's going to happen overnight. If you want to do this, just be ready for the battles and everybody can, we battle. You have to choose your battle. Mm. Are you going to battle life and just want to work a nine to five? That's great. Then choose that battle. But if you're choosing the battle of entrepreneurship, then just battle. Yeah. Because it's a war. Choose your struggle. Yeah. Choose your struggle. You're going to go to war every single day. Every day. Every day you're going to battle your mental health. You're going to battle your family. You're going to battle society. You're going to battle yourself. And just be ready for that for years.
0: Yep. And that's okay. Yes. And that's it. Shout out to you. I'm glad you you came. Thank you for this. (laughs) Thank you.